This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Let me know in the live chat. Uh, it's been a busy day. A lot of, a lot of ninety-day drama for real, for real. And it all started. It didn't start with me. It started with In Touch Weekly, and then I just posted the story that they posted, and it was like a crazy thing. And Ronald came into the chat. It was a whole thing, you guys. Crazy. Um, you have to check it out because there's a lot going on. Uh, let's start with the housekeeping per usual. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming to the show, wherever you're watching, if you can hit that thumbs up, that'd be great. Uh, welcome new Patreon subscribers. There's a couple of you. I'm going to go through that list and see who the new people are and welcome you on our next show. I can't wait till you guys come through for news and gossip on Friday. That will be fun. Um, and we're on YouTube. So super chats and super stickers are available as well as uh, on the bottom of the screen. It shows where you can support the show. We're covering David and Annie, season one, episode two, as well as Lauren and Alexi, same season and same episode. Uh, David and Annie, it's called Gobble Gobble, obviously because it was all about the turkeys. Uh, I love just seeing the clips of their backstory and reminding how far they've come and how far we've come on their journey. It's just fun. So they start that show off uh, with clips of their backstory and, you know, they arrived yesterday in Thailand and they only have a week with the family. Then they have to go back to Bangkok because they have to get the visas for Amber and Jordan. And so there's not a lot of time. But in the meantime, you know, they want to have a little bit of family time. They want to do a send away party, which is going to be like a big party, almost to the same level as when Annie was leaving and they had her pre-wedding party. It's going to be that type of thing. Everyone in the village, all of her extended family, all of that stuff. And so they wake up this the next morning. Annie's offering David breakfast. And then lo and behold, who comes sauntering in but Jordan. And it was hilarious, you guys, because he came in giving zero fucks, walking right by them. Annie just kind of had to like stop him and be like, good morning, good morning. Say good morning to David. He does that and like slides out the sliding door, kind of like, peace out. 
in that moment, I and this is what this season's gonna be about. It's gonna be all about Jordan because Jordan is already running amok and he hasn't even left yet, y'all. It's been two days and he's already running amok. So <laughs> exactly, Crystal said, just like a teenage boy's facts. So Annie and David are sitting for breakfast. Annie's really concerned, right? She's worried because Jordan's not talking much. He didn't get up to greet them. And he basically, she says, doesn't give a shit. Which, you know, he's 14. So he's he's at that age where all 14-year-old boys kind of, you know, they're in that like, oh, woe is me phase. It's so hard being a teenage boy. <laughs> so david you know he's been through this before and he said you know between his kids ashley Brittany, and jacob he's been there done that because when he went through that really terrible divorce moved to thailand left them for a few years came back they were not having it like what goes through my mind every time is when ashley it's ashley david and annie Ashley notices that Annie's wearing a ring and she's like, are you guys engaged? And she throws her water in her dad's face. Like, I will never forget that scene because I could never have done that. I would have been a dead African Canadian (laughs) for real, for real, (laughs) like just dead. So they're talking about it. David's like, you know, I've been through this, you know, it's abandonment issues and it is, you know, anger and all of that. And it's the separation and they're, they're dealing with separation and same with Jordan. Jordan hasn't seen you in a couple of years and, and you've been living your life and he's grown up and he's grown up without the day to day with you. So he's got some anger issues with that, but that really shouldn't excuse his behavior right now. Um, so, which is true. So, then we flash forward to Amber and Jordan at school. And that was so cute to see them in their little uniforms and all like kind of just being young kids. Um, and the friends are asking, you know, if she'll forget them when she leaves. And she's like, no, you know, I want to go and I want to explore the world around me. And, you, you know, I'll miss you guys, which is giving me mixed feelings. But I also want to go see the world, which I think is a beautiful thing for a 16 year old girl who's never left her village. Like she's going to have so many firsts with going even to Bangkok and learning another language and all of those things. I I just really think it's a beautiful thing. So the friends are like sad. Of course they're sad because, you know, that's your crew when you're young, your crew is your crew you grew up with. And so they have mixed feelings too. One of the friends is like, whose homework am I going to copy off of? And the other friend is like, you know, why do you want to go? And Jordan's like, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. And then that was the ne- another red flag. I was like, oh, so your sister is saying, well, that's cousin. Your cousin's saying, hey, I want to explore the world. And you're like, mm, I don't know. I haven't thought about it. Did we actually sit down and ask Jordan if he actually wanted to go? Or did someone make the decision for him? Because he is acting like, it's a burden on him. Like you're uplifting my life for what? You're uprooting me and taking me to where? Mm, I haven't really thought about it. I'm kind of eh about it. 
you know, maybe that's the conversation that you sit down and have with him because I don't think he's 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 all on board and he doesn't think he's all on board. And then the friends are worried that, you know, you don't speak the language. What will you do? And Jordan's like, Google. And I wish I could say that to so many people. So many people, you guys. I want to say it. I know it sounds a little shady, but sometimes you're just like, you know, it, there's no reason to not know. Do you know what I mean? There's no reason to not know something when you can, we all literally have computers at our hands available 24 seven. And this kid who's living in a small village even says, Google it. So that tells you something right there. Um, Jordan goes on to say, you know, Annie thinks it's a good idea that they come to America, but he even thinks it's going to be difficult at first. And so he's just like, mm. he feels like I haven't really gotten to enjoy my adolescence, he says, uh, like other teens in the village. And it's different for him than it is for Amber because Amber's older than him. So he's already putting all the excuses out there and really not acting like he wants to do any of this stuff. So I can already see where the tension is going to lie. I can already see where the friction is going to be. So then uh, they're going to have a Thai feast with the family. It's her, Annie's mom and dad, Amber and Jordan, Amber's mom, Uncle Suk and Auntie Lom. And Auntie Lom is the eldest sister of Annie's mom. And so she's the matriarch of the family. And a lot of um, traditions work like this. Um, Africans work like this too. The eldest is the head of the household. The eldest of your tribe, the eldest of your family, they're the head of the household. In Ghana, it's the male. Eldest is the head. Here in Thailand, it's it's female that is the head, or at least that's my understanding from what Annie's saying. And so and that's Auntie Lom. And Auntie Lom has some questions, y'all. She's got some questions. She says, you know, if the kids live with David, they'll grow fatter, she says. And she literally makes this thing. And Annie's like, you know, it's it's a rock and a hard place because we have to respect her because she's our elder, but she also has no filter. And then day you could see poor little David his feelings were hurt. So he's doing this to camera and he's like, you know, I don't always understand what they're saying totally, but I know when they're talking about me and I know the word Ewan, Ewan, Ewan fat. And he's like, you know, I know I'm fat and I don't need the elders to get together and verify the fact that I'm fat. And I was like, oh, David. Aw. So Auntie Lam is like, coming in hot you guys she's coming in hot so first she's like david she doesn't want the kids to get fat because she's saying david is fat then she asks you know why do you want to bring the kids to america and david's like you know i want them to study english so that when they come back to thailand and they open a business that they're set up for success that they have a happy and successful life and i just thought that that was beautiful um yeah penguin Pammy says there were a lot of fat jokes. It was very disappointing, the fat shaming that was going on, for sure. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's unnecessary. And I noticed, you guys, a lot of people that fat shame, like, I don't know if they, they have the right to fat shame. You know? I don't think anyone should do it, but I'm just saying the most vocal, 
sometimes I'm like, mm, should you be the one to be saying all this? It's kind of like when we're watching um, Before the 90 Days with Ella and Johnny and Johnny's friend trying to talk shit about Ella. And you're looking at his friend like, um, um, anyhow. Um, so Auntie Lon wants to know if the kids are going to get fat. She wants to know why they want to take the kids to America. And then she says, you guys don't even have kids. So are you going to be able to care for them well? And Annie says, you know, I don't think it's going to be that difficult because they're not little kids. They're teenagers. And so I don't think it's going to be that that hard. And so there's a struggle starting to form here, right? Because we're starting to see that Auntie Lom is kind of not on board and they, she has to be on board. Like they need her blessing because as the matriarch of the family and the elder of the family, she has the say in everything that happens in the family. So what school you go to, who you marry, any major decisions, it's her final say. And so they need the blessing from Auntie Loan. She goes on to ask, will you love them? Like, are you going to love them when, when you take them to America? And David's like, you know, I love them here. I love them there. It doesn't matter where we are. I love them. I love them. That That's not going to change. Um, but she's, Auntie Lom is pushing back, like pushing back with fierceness. And it's kind of taking Annie aback. She wasn't expecting all of these questions um, because they had been talking about it for the past two years that this is the plan. And Annie's mom's on board and also Amber's mom's on board. So everyone's on board except for Auntie Lom, but Auntie Lom is the boss. So... <clears throat> They need her blessing. And then it's the next day. Cindy arrives and she looks like a barrel of fun. Like that. She looks like a barrel of fun. Like you just, as soon as she arrived, you can see the energy all went up. And I thought that that was really adorable. So Cindy, uh, the lady boy who is Annie's best friend arrives and they're taking the family to the tree whale, uh, which is a landmark of her province. Now here's the thing, you guys, could they have shown us a little bit more? You made it a big deal. I haven't been to Thailand yet. And so I want to see what, what is this tree? Well, yes, yes, I can Google that shit, but you're already there right now. Take a minute and show us what, what the tree whale is. Let us explore with you guys. I just thought that was a, a, a moment lost, an opportunity lost for travel. Um, well, that's a good question. Geek Girl said, I wonder why David didn't push back the fact that he's raised his own teens. It's a good question. So anyways, they're going to the tree well, uh, which is the landmark of her province. And the reason they're doing this is because David feels like their trip has been off to a rocky start because Jordan's running amok and he feels that he's not respecting Annie. And then Auntie Lom is here questioning and he feels like he's on trial here and, and he's being peppered with questions. So he just decided that he's going to do an outing, a bonding outing with the family they're all going to go hiking. And this is the thing that was hilarious to me is that Annie's like, hiking is an American thing. It's not a Thai thing. We don't hike for fun. Like, no one does that. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. So they're on their way uh, to this place, this tree whale. And uh, Cindy's in the back of the car 
and they're talking about Jordan and Amber. Hey, Christine, they're talking about Jordan and Amber and them arriving to the US. And Cindy just really thinks that um, they're going to have to do some adjustment because they can't act lazy in America because it's a developed country and life is different and much more fast paced. So there's going to be a lot of adjustments that, that the kids are going to have to make. And then Annie tells her that, you know, Auntie Lom doesn't want the kids to go. And Cindy's like, yeah, I knew it. I knew it because in our culture, we like to coddle the kids. And and I'm going to go even a little bit deeper there. Like, um, in a lot of foreign cultures, mine included, the children are expected to take care of the elders um, throughout life. Like, your, your elders your family raised you. And then when you're an adult, it's your turn to give back. And so I think that part of that is why Auntie Lom is like digging in so deep is because she realizes and is worried that these two kids are going to go to America. They're going to fall in love with America. Maybe not want to come back. Maybe not contribute. Maybe not be there. Like Annie is away. They'll be away. And since they're the youngest of the generation, that's going to be hard on, you know, the village life. Because if you think about it, it's like this. <clears throat> if you haven't ever seen, if you haven't ever seen something, then you're not going to miss it. But if you see something and your whole world gets opened up to you and it, it's opportunities and experiences galore, it's hard to like go back to to not knowing anything it's impossible right so i think she's worried that once they have they're opened up to this whole world and the western culture and fast place and all that stuff that they're not going to want to come back to the village and like live the small village life i think that's part of her concern so they get to uh keep the tree whale and Sook says that him and Dave are going to race up the hill. And one of the reasons David decided that he was choosing hiking is because Aunt Lom, you know, the night before, called him fat more than one time. And so he wants to show that he's more than just a number on a scale. He's like, I'm not fat. There's just more of me to love. And so he wanted to show that that, you know, he's 53. He can do some things and and it's okay, you know. So he's leading the pack uh, uh, as they're making fun of him. So he's walking first and they're all giggling, laughing, saying they should push him up the hill and hit his butt and all this stuff. Um, but as they start going up the hill, it's not going very well. And David's words, says, he says, gravity is catching up to me. My mind is saying one thing, but my ass is telling me something else. So he has to take a rest and he has to take a break and he starts to fall, uh, you know, behind everyone. But I thought it was a pretty moment that Annie, you know, she stood by her husband. So as he was falling back, she was falling back. And, you know, that's what it's about, you guys. That's your partner. That's your life partner. You're there for them no matter what. You encourage them. You help them, all this stuff. And that's exactly what Annie was doing as David was taking his break. Meanwhile... Jordan is already thinking of some of the conniving that he's going to be doing once he gets to America. So Jordan says, if he goes to the U.S., and that was like a big if, right? So not when I go to the U.S., if I go to the U.S., and I sneak out, he thinks that he can run away 
Um, in time and before David can run after him, he's going to be already gone, is what he said. I was like, this little naughty motherfucker, you're already talking about sneaking. You're 14. What do you know about sneaking out? What do you know about sneaking out? Huh? Tell me, Jordan. Because you're going to be a rude awakening. No one needs to run after you, Jordan. No one. Because you know what? The adults in the house make the rules. So you might want to sit your little ass down and stop planning all of these shenanigans because I already see you're going to be a hot mess. Facts. Crystal said he might just need to stay in Thailand. Yeah, you might just need to stay in Thailand because I saw the preview for the next episode. Don't tell me you're running somewhere. You're in the forest somewhere. We're not doing that. We're not doing that at all. Anywho, hiking didn't work out the way David wanted. But, you know, when they got to the top, you guys, it was a beautiful view. Even I was like, wow, that's a really beautiful view. Uh, but, you know, good old Auntie Lon was not letting up. She's like, where's David? Where's David? She sees him. Come here, she says. And then she says to David that he's so slow. And, you know, once he got to the top, he finally got there. How is he going to take care of these kids if he's so slow? And then I was like, mm, how does that have to do with anything? Are you saying because it took him a longer time to get up the hill that he's not going to be able to take care of these kids? It's not like they're toddlers and he has to run around after them. They're friggin' teenagers. And the fact that David said, well, you know what? I'm 53 and I made it. I was like, you go, David. You go. But she wasn't done. She said, you know, if you take them, they will only eat American food and get fat like you and become unhealthy. Let me tell you a little something, Auntie Lom. And no disrespect, because I know you're an elder. And it is not for me to come out of pocket. But I'm going to come out of pocket for a moment, okay? And I'm going to revert back to what I said earlier. Do not throw sticks and stones at glass houses, okay? Because I don't see you running any fitness competition, skinny mini situation. And so I know that you're not saying David being fat is a disadvantage to him. He knows he's fat and he is fine with who he is and he's even losing weight and doing all that stuff, but it doesn't take away from him being able to be a good guardian. Anyhow, I was like, this woman is really coming for David. And my whole thing is, um, why are we only coming for David? Shouldn't you be asking some of these questions to Annie? Not the fat questions, obviously, but just like, your concerns. David being fat has nothing to do with taking the two kids to America. So like, what are your legit concerns? Because so far, it looks like Annie and David have a pretty good life in America, and they're willing to open their home and their finances to give that same opportunity to two of your relatives. He could easily have said no. Those aren't his kids. But he wants them to have a better life because guess what? He loves them. So 
Um, part of the issue, David and Annie think, is when David first came back in the day, he didn't have any money, right? He was he was not financially stable. And so Annie had to negotiate her own dowry and it was embarrassing for her. It was embarrassing for him. And they wanted a 500,000 bot and he just didn't have it. So he was having to pay over time. And so he's feeling like the dowry is impacting how they they feel that he can take care of the kids. Like if you didn't pay off this dowry in full, then you're like, how are you going to take care of the kids? So he wants to make sure that they realize that he's completely paid in full. Annie's mom wants um, some turkeys to add to the farm. So he invites Yut, which is Annie's dad, uh, to go and get some turkeys because in Thailand, it's the most expensive meat. And if they get a bunch of turkeys, maybe they can breed them and then they can make you know a lot of money off of that. So Annie's gonna stay behind um, and cook with the family. And it's like very feast and, and community eating style. And she says, you know, every meal is like, oh, thanks Dreamsicle. I always forget, hit that like button wherever you, you're watching, it takes two seconds. Um, Annie's going to stay behind and cook up a feast and every meal is like Thanksgiving in America, she said. And so while they're doing that, she's prepping, um, David, I love this little back and forth that was going on with David and Annie's dad. So David's like, I'm not a farmer. I'm scared of animals. I'm looking at these turkeys thinking they're going to bite me. I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing. He's doing all of that, right? And so he's trying to explain, like, how many do we need? How many do we want? So they want two males and two females. And the dad is trying to, like, show him how to pick up the turkeys. And David's like, don't you see these manicured nails? I'm from Jersey. We don't do that. I died of laughter. I'm from Jersey. We don't do that. (laughs) And then so... You could tell that uh, Yut, Annie's dad, was having a great time with this, this and messing around with him and telling him, like, go pick up that one, but go pick up that one, go back. And so David's kind of running around trying to pick up these turkeys. Um, and Yut is just laughing because he keeps telling him to, to pick up one turkey when really it's another one running in front of him. And so he was just having a little bit of fun with David. Um, and I just thought it was a cute moment. And he goes to Cameron and says, you know, he thought David would just faint after running after these turkeys and being scared of them. It was a really cute moment between them. So <clears throat> they're picking out their turkeys. And then back at home, Lom, Auntie Lom wants to talk to Annie um, and basically says that they're not ready. Um, they're not ready. There's not good enough reasons for them to take the kids. She doesn't care what David says. She doesn't want them to go too far away. And they need her approval. And she says no. She's saying no. And Annie's in shock. Annie's in shock. She's like, I cannot believe that Auntie Lom is saying no to me. So we'll see what happens next week with those two. I think it's going to be a little bit of a blowout. And I think Auntie Lum is going to say some things that she shouldn't say out loud. And it's going to hurt some feelings. And then we already know that um, Jordan's going already running him up. He's already like writing it down and wheeling it in. So we'll see what happens because we know that in the sneak peek, he's MIA. 
So should be interesting. Now on to Lauren and Alexi. Season one, episode two, look who's walking. Um, so it's travel day for Alexi. I'm just gonna call him Alex because she calls him Alex. And you know, he hasn't been back to Israel in two years because of COVID, because of the pregnancy and shy. And he's just like, life. I haven't been back, but I'm finally gonna be able to go back for my cousin's wedding. And he's super excited to see his family and his friends. And meanwhile, Lauren is having a really rough time. Uh, Geek Girl. Geek Girl's talking about Lauren and, excuse me, about David and Annie still. Should they have not gotten her approval first before doing all the paperwork? You would think before they not only did the paperwork, but traveled all the way over there, that they would have had the approval. But maybe she said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you know how sometimes people say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when it comes to actually do something, they're like, nah, right? Because they didn't actually think that it was going to happen. And Crystal says, the way Auntie Lom pulled Annie aside was dramatic as fuck. It was like a Tyler Perry drama in Thailand. (laughs) Anyhow, back to Lauren and Alex. So. Um, Lauren is just having a hard time being by herself and, you know, she's explaining how she's doing all the cooking, the cleaning, the laundry and working from home. We find out, which I didn't know is that she's been working for some company. She just says a company as their admin for the past two years. Um, and so she talks about multitasking and how she realizes that she's a really good multitask, uh, tasker because at the end of the day, she just figures it out. Right. So Alex misses Israel so much. He misses the familiarity feeling when you just know everything and everyone. And I totally could relate to that. I was like, I absolutely understand what he's saying. Because when if you ever moved away from where you were born and raised and grew up, um, you go back and everything's just so familiar, right? You just know everyone because that's where you're from. And it does give you a, a sense of, I don't know, it's a sense of belonging, I suppose. Um, and especially when the cultures and the countries are so different. It's just, I, I really, I felt that to my core, y'all. Um, so he's going to be staying at the family home, obviously, which is an hour and a half outside of Tel Aviv. And when he pulls up, of course, his dad and his his brother are greeting him. And Alex is already feeling like it's bittersweet because he's only going to be there for eight days. And, you know, he hasn't been there for two years. And those eight days are going to fly by for him. So they welcome him home. You know, the mo- mom hasn't even met Shy yet. And she really wants to be able to meet Shy. And he feels bad that his parents haven't met his son. And, you know, this soon-to-be baby number two. Um, and for him, it's hard to, for him to see Lauren's parents, you know, always there around the grandbabies. And yet his parents are so far that they're not having that same experience. So it makes him feel bad. And Natalia to camera, she's like, oh my God, I'm so happy. He's been here. Um, I'm just happy. I've been waiting impatiently for the past two years. And, you know, every mom 
is going to be happy when their baby comes home. That's just how it is. And you're their baby for life. Doesn't matter how old you are. And so they all sit down. Um, oh, Patty, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Patty. I'm glad your son is visiting and I hope you are having a beautiful birthday. Everyone say hi and happy birthday to Patty. And look who showed up finally. Texas Gina, welcome to the party. Oh, it's so ridiculous. Okay, so. The family sits down and they do a cheers. They do a shot um, and they cheers to his safe arrival and to life. Now, Lauren thinks that that's like, they're going to just be like, hey, Alex, good to see you. And then they're all going to go on their separate ways. She thinks that their reunion is going to be very stoic. And she thinks that if it was her and she hadn't seen her family in a couple of years, it would be more like all about food and partying and my big fat freak wedding. But I think she was wrong because they weren't going anywhere. They were all sitting down. It might not have been like a super big party, but they're like, listen, y'all, enough of us have been away from our families for so long that once we get to see them, we're not going to just be like, hey, nice to see you and peace out because we've gone through unprecedented times longer times of not being able to be with your loved ones. So I think she was wrong on that call. They're like happy to see him because they haven't been able to see him. Anyhow, we learn a big, huge, huge. And you guys, can I just say, so I don't know why I feel like I should know this, but as you guys know, I have all the 90 day tea, all of it, all of it. You said all of it. Yes. All of it. Okay. Sometimes maybe I'll say, okay, I'll take that back. I'll say 99% of it. 1% of the time I'm surprised by something. And this is one of those 1% of the time. I had no idea that Lauren and Alexi are, have applied for a visa to bring his whole entire family over to America. So his mom is coming, his dad is coming, his brother is coming. They, he, Lauren and Alexi are sponsoring all three of them. They're going to have to come over one at a time. Um, but they're all going to be there. And I had no idea. And so I found it on the show, like the rest of y'all. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. So um, Alex's mom is going to be the first to come over. And she's going to live with them indefinitely. And Lauren doesn't know how she feels about it because, you know, Lauren already has a tumultuous relationship with her mom and they can only stand each other for like short periods of time. But because they can't communicate, right, because there's a language issue, she thinks it might be okay. <clears throat> What's happening in the live chat? <laughs> oh, you guys want me to sing? I knew you guys loved my microphone. Maybe after the show, I'll do a little something for Patty. I'll do a little something for Patty at the end of the show. Okay, so 
I think it's going to be an interesting dynamic. So I see how this is all playing out, you guys. This is how it's all playing out. This is what I think is going to happen. So for the David and Annie season, the drama is going to be between the kids acting up and Annie and David trying to like corral them in and guide them. And I think that the drama with Lauren and Alexi is going to be his mom coming over. And I don't think she comes over like during this season, but maybe she will. But planning for her. I think that's where their drama is going to lay. That's that's my prediction. Um, so it's the first night. Lauren's hormones are raging. And it's all messing with her her head. She doesn't like being alone. She's crying. She feels empty. This is the longest week of her life. And she's just a mess because she feels like so alone. And, you know, I, how do you guys, okay, I'm going to ask the moms out there because I know how I feel about it. But I want to know what you guys feel because I feel like Part of me completely thinks that this is all just her hormones. Um, But part of me feels like, girl, you can't handle one week. You can't handle one week by yourself. That's how I feel a little bit, you guys. And, you know, don't come for me. I'm not saying anything. I'm just trying to work it out with you guys. I feel like she was a grown-ass woman her whole life. And now she's built a family. And it's absolutely not easy um, raising kids, right? And it's definitely not easy raising kids by yourself. But there are millions of women that have find themselves in that situation. And I, and then part of me feels like she should be able to not feel alone and fulfilled on her own. So that she's strong in and of herself. The other side of me is like, damn, it's hard. Like two under two is going to be hard. And I'm sure she probably has like some separation anxiety because she keeps talking about how they haven't been apart in six years. So I kind of see both both parts of it. But mainly I'm going to go with, I I feel like she should be able to handle a week and here's why you guys also too is i think that you know the saying it takes a village her parents live right down the street or like an hour away or whatever like go to your parents house and get that extra support so when you're tired you're just not by yourself you know instead of your dad bitching and complaining that he's gone like it takes a village right that's part of the reason you probably live close to your parents is so they can help you out when you need help you have friends too. Like, have your friends come and help you. Like, it takes a village. Isn't that what people do? Isn't that what a community is? Is you and your kids and you and our kids and those kids and your parents and all of that stuff? Isn't that how it works? So instead of like, oh my God, I'm by myself. I'm so alone. And he abandoned me and I can't take it. And I feel empty. And it's the longest week. Like, re- rely on your friends. And that's why, Vanessa, I keep saying, that I'm going to blame it on the pregnancy hormones. That's why I'm saying it. But I would be remiss if I didn't really tell you some of the things I was thinking as I was listening to her, you know, complain. 
So I see both sides of it. I'm just saying, like, I said what I said, but I get it. Um, right, Ashley, there's friends. That's what I'm saying. Friends, family, your parents live down this. Listen, if it was me and I was feeling overwhelmed, I'd absolutely. Hello, mom? Yeah, I'm coming over. And she'd be lucky even if I called because I might just show up and be like, hey, what's up? Me and Shy are kicking it. I need a little help. I'm going to go take a nap. You good? <laughs> I'm totally just joking. Anyhow. Um, so next day, and Alex calls, and I just thought that was beautiful too, right? Because he obviously knows what his wife needs. And, you know, he's like, I'm just checking in after the first night. You good. And she's not. She's like, Shy's not sleeping because usually Alex goes through the nighttime routine. And so he's kind of bucking up a little bit against um, Lauren. And Alex is like, you know, I tried to show Lauren this, but she just doesn't have the energy at the end of the day. All I do is I play with him. I push him to get him tired. And then he sleeps through the night. Those are my secrets. Um. And so they're chit-chatting, and I, you could tell that Lauren was really happy to see him uh, on FaceTime. And then Alex is like, yeah, you know, I hate to say this, but I just feel liberated. I feel it's very liberating just being here by myself. But I miss you, but I feel liberated. I was like, oh, no, he didn't. Crystal says she's overwhelmed. It's probably also feels shitty that everyone else is saying she's tripping. I think Alex's trip timing wasn't too bad. Let him get in a good place so he can support her later more. Um, I agree with most of all of that, except for the fact that, you know, if everyone's saying she's tripping, again, my recommendation is lean on your family and lean on your friends. And then you wouldn't feel overwhelmed because you would have that support. It's not you isolated by yourself in the four walls of your home and not knowing anybody and not having any support. So that's the part that I'm just confused about, I suppose. Anyways, she starts crying again and he says, you're not really crying. It's your hormones. So this is not real. And I died. I was like, oh, Alex, you're going to get it when you get back. You're going to get it. Anyways, he's like, okay, I got to go because the sun's getting hot in my head. Um, meanwhile, he's having a beach day with his friends and cousins. And uh, I started writing down all the names. And then I found out that they just all call each other Shlomo. And Shlomo, Shlomo means failure. So everyone's just a failure. Uh, I thought that was a cute nickname and funny. Um, and... We also find out the friends, you know, resented Lauren at first for taking Alex away, which, you know, I get it, but he had to choose his life and he had to choose his love and he had to choose family and all of that stuff. So it wasn't really Lauren's fault, we find out, because Alex is the one that suggested that he move to America and not her asking him. Um, so... At the end of the day, she felt like they didn't understand her. But guess what? They're stuck with her because she is that man's baby mama. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. 
Uh, it's day two, and um, Alex has been gone for a few days. She's not sleeping. She's exhausted. She's emotional um, and says, you know, Alex will not ever be able to leave her again for eight days ever. And again, I just think like, and this is going to be a debatable topic, but I feel like it's okay here and there to have like alone time. And I, I just feel like, why can't her parents come over and help her? Or she go over there. I need someone to answer that. I I really do. I need someone to answer that. So if you're in the live chat, if you have an answer, let me know. And if you're watching the replay, let me know in the replay and we'll have a discussion about it. But I just feel like if it takes a village and her village is an hour away and her friends are down the street, I mean, you have time to go do date night, but you you can't support each other. I don't get it. Someone explain it to me. Um, okay, so she's really upset and she's having a hard time. But we find a beautiful moment because Shy starts walking and he takes his first steps and Alex misses it because, you know, he's in Israel. And part of her is kind of like, that's Murphy's Law. And part of her is like, well, he's just going to have to wait till he comes back to experience this moment. It's wedding day for his cousin in Israel. And it's like a big, it's like you're at the club. It's shot after shot. So shot, 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 shots. Uh, DJ, they party and dance around to 3 a.m. She tries calling him and she gets mad because, you know, he's seven hours ahead. So he's clearly up and he's not taking calls. And she's like, you know, last time I got to dress up was three years ago. They show like a, a photo of it. What resulted was shy because she was looking fly. He was looking fly. And boom came baby shy. <laughs> you like how I did that? I told you I'm the next soldier boy. <laughs> so anyways, she meets her dad in the park uh, the next day. The dad is complaining again about Alex. I have nothing against Alex, but I'm mad he left his pregnant wife and 14-month-old child, you know, and I'm mad at you because you didn't say anything and, you know, you're all alone and it hurts me and makes me worried. And again, my response to all of his complaining and trying to make it look like Alex is the bad guy and the not present dad is it takes a village calm down so where there is a little crap or someone needs some help then someone in the family steps in to help and i know a lot of people are going to be like well you know a lot of people don't have that uh ability or relationship with their family and all that stuff and i understand that but that's not this situation she's clearly close enough with her dad she can spend three hours at a time with her mom she has the friends that she goes and drinks with on Fridays. So there's a way that this can be done. <clears throat> um, there's a way. Even Vanessa, like I just said, she said she can only take her mom in three-hour spurts. But you know what? That's three hours out of your 24-hour day, and that, that can be helpful. That can be helpful. Texas Gina says she has anxiety issues, I think. 
and again, it helps to talk through anxiety. I think it helps to feel supported when you feel anxious. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens next week, y'all. All right. Thanks for joining me. You guys make sure we're, if you take one second to like hit that thumbs up, that'd be great. I'm going to put this on pause. Is Patty still in the live chat? Is Patty still in the live chat? Let me know why I put this on pause for once. All right, so you guys are saying, let's see how the mom groups go. It does, let's see how it goes, but she does already say, complain about it. She said it seemed like high school in the clip. Did you guys notice that? So, you know, we'll see, I suppose. Patty, oh, Patty, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, Miss Patty, happy birthday. Oh my God, you guys, you guys should not have allowed me to keep this microphone. Yes. Happy birthday, Patty. I will see you guys uh, on Friday. Let me turn this off. Thanks for using. I'll see you guys all on Friday uh, with news and gossip. And I promise I'm going to do single life. Y'all, 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 single life. Single life. Let's just say this. Everyone bring your adult beverages on Friday so we can talk about single life together and make it a party. All right, you guys. Good night.